0: Om Riddaya Kamala Madde, Rajitang Rajitam Nirvikalpam Sada Sada Khelo, Rupam Prakiti Vikriti Shunnam Nityamananda Murthyng Vimal Paramahamsa Ramakrishna Bhajama Om Shanti, Shanti 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 The Stainless Paramahamsa Sri Ramakrishna shining in the lotus of our hearts, the changeless, the absolute, beyond all the distinctions of being and non-being, the one existence, devoid of the modifications of nature, the eternal, stainless, and the embodiment of bliss. Sri Ramakrishna we worship again and again. Peace, peace, peace be unto us all. (coughs) So today we have chosen a very heavy subject. (laughs) It is called Ramakrishna on the threshold of spiritual experience. It is in Sanskrit it is called Ramakrishna in the bhava mukha. Bhava is a word it, English translation, it may be like that bhava means mood. The spiritual mood. But this mood is not like as we understand our day-to-day moods which we confront every day under the circumstances of life. But it is a deep and deep and deep spiritual condition of the mind. When the mind almost Merges into that absolute truth. But still, it is like putting one step just into the infinite and another fit just standing on the other, the world of this name and form, a little duality. It is duality is vanished there, but it is almost a duality is vanishing, but still he is leaning towards this qualified universe this one wo- world of name and form as it were out of tremendous compassion out of tremendous love for humanity that's why what is understood here bhava is not we, we can easily comprehend that swami vivekananda in the evening prayer we ch- we sing this song, Sri Ramakrishna, about Sri Ramakrishna. Swami Vivekananda said, bhavo Bhābhāsāgara. Bhāsvara, Bhāsvara means effulgent, shining. Sagara. the ocean of Bhava, ocean of moods, spiritual moods, and illuminations, and experiences. It is infinite number of experiences And he's absorbed in such a depth that that time his physical condition his physical presence in the world as we see is there but he is totally gone out of that level but still sometimes he comes down and gives a message to the world for the total uplift of the humanity and those are so powerful So profound that it philosophies after philosophies can be created on even referring to one such small statement of Sri Ramakrishna or the spiritual personalities like other incarnations when they are standing in the threshold of that level which is called the Bhava Mukha. Mukham is the face. Bhava is the spiritual mood, in the deeper spiritual mood of Bhava. And that is facing towards this but totally leaning into the absolute. So this Bhaswara Bhava Sagara is a beautiful Sami Vivekananda, has not written anything about Sri Ramakrishna that much in comparison to any biographer, and he has requested to write, But he said, shall I make a monkey out of Lord Shiva? He says, she was so frightened to talk about Sri Ramakrishna. But we fools, we talk much. <laughs> we are trying to understand <laughs> Sri Ramakrishna's bhava mukha. But anyhow, that is our foolishness. But anyhow, what he said, Vaswara, it is as if he is effulgent. He stands in his own effulgence in that in the mukha, in that expression of that deep experience of realizations which is merged into the absolute and little mind in the realm of this duality. It's really uh, that we can, how can we explain or understand ourselves what is that? He is, if we translate it, he is the ocean of spiritual moods and Sri Ramakrishna signs there in that effulgence of bhava, the spiritual intoxication. That is the moods. Here, as if we here was the stay of Sri Ramakrishna, Swami Charalanda writes. Here was the stay of Sri Ramakrishna, deeply absorbed in the limitless spiritual experiences of the divine, merging into the infinite yet not totally at the end of this extraordinary austerities of Sri Ramakrishna which he practiced continually for twelve years he was going to live in the level of total intoxication means absorption in the divine in samadhi then divine mother told Sri Ramakrishna that you remain in this bhava mukha. That means, it was a divine ordinance that Sri Ramakrishna, after realizing whatever he has done, all his spiritual practices, he will not just merge into samadhi and then without doing anything for the world. That is the purpose of the coming of the Incarnation. So, when we find that it is the divine ordinance that you remain in the Bhava Mukha. So, Sri Ramakrishna obeyed that command of the Divine Mother and stayed the rest of the life after his experience into the Absolute in so many ways. Sarodhananda Sami writes again, but it is very difficult to understand. And explain what it is to remain in bhava mukha. And how deep is its meaning. Swami Vivekananda once said to a friend. His friend's name was Haramahan Mitra. And he was a lawyer. He said, Swami Vivekananda said that selves of philosophical books can be written on each single sentence spoken by the master while he remained coming out of that bhava mukha, of that deep state of intoxication. So, and then this Haramohan said, is it so? Swami Vivekananda said, yes. You tell me any ordinary word of Sri Ramakrishna. And then, Haramahan, his friend, he said, okay, let's talk about the story of that elephant god and the Mahut god. That story, Sri Ramakrishna's story, one gentleman, one aspirant heard from his guru that God is in everywhere. And then, so he believed that God is in everyone. So he was going in the street and at that time, a mad elephant was rushing in that direction, and the mouth, mouth means the driver or who controls the elephant). He could not have much control over it, but he's sitting sitting over it, and he's saying, "You people get out of the road! You people get out of the road! Of the get out of this path of this mad elephant!" But this new aspirant, he thought God is in everyone so God is in the elephant so why shall I go out so he then remained and the result is natural (laughs) (laughs) the elephant came and caught him in the trunk and threw away on the side anyhow he was saved but he was broken to pieces as it were and then he was then, after a long time, he was carried to a monastery. And he said, Every, everyone, the Mahut also telling you, get out of the way. And everyone is running away. But why did you stay over there? No, my guru said that God is in everyone. So elephant is also God. And Sri Ramakrishna's conclusion was that, yes, elephant was also God. But those who are saying... They are also God. <laughs> Why you are only... The elephant as God... And not see God in others. So this was the story. And Sri Swami Vivekananda... Talked on this topic. And he, as he said... The selves of philosophical books... Can be written... On one word of Sri Rāma-Krishnā. And this story... He tried to explain... For three days... And he took up the controversy over the doctrines of free will and also predestination, and as a personal effort versus God's will. And then, in which the scholars of the East and both of the West were raising perpetually and without reaching any conclusive statement or conclusive understanding. And Swami Vivekananda ultimately concluded that this story is a wonderful solution to that controversy, that free will and God's will. Ah, So much God has given you the will, your brain, exercise that and listen to God who is more intelligent than (laughs) an elephant God who has less intelligence in that mood. So these are the balance of these two not contradicting anything, rather coming to a reasonable conclusion. And this, this philosophy, high philosophy, this great philosophy, has been explained by Sri Ramakrishna in the expression of this simple story. The plain words and the simple similes, what comes out of the mouth of one who is in the bhava is only for the welfare of the world. Those simple and plain statements have so much meaning and power in them for elevating ordinary people to the higher ideal. The more we study them, the more do we find deeper and deeper meaning in them. Sarodhana Swami again writes, more we muse over them, the more does the mind Renounces the transient, inauspicious realm of the world and ascends to the higher and higher regions, can understand the deep meaning of the words, then realization of supreme goal or existence in Brahman or liberation or vision of God, etc. These are very high expressions of understanding of God, which has been used this very term. Religi- uh, realization of the supreme goal. Huh? We say God realization. Or we say being in the existing in the level of Brahman consciousness. Or liberation. These can be understood only when he said, Sarudhananda Swami suggests, that more we muse over them in the words of the this type of great soul, the more does the mind Learns to renounce the transient and inauspicious realm of the world. That is the power of these people who stand in the bhava mukha. Their words, if anyone listens, it gives joy. If if one contemplates a little deeper, it will bring an upsurge of spiritual emotion. And if it is deepened enough, The mind will be moving towards that higher realm in such a way that this world and this attraction will be diminished and diminished and diminished. So these are the benefits of listening to the words come out of the bhava mukha and what good it can bring in the life of The individuals of the world. Now, before going to this Sri Ramakrishna's ecstatic experiences, we know Sri Ramakrishna is to always live in the different world altogether. The world of bhava. Bhava means mood. We say, oh, he is in different mood now. In our day-to-day life, we also say, you are going to uh, tell somebody something, but maybe we say, oh, is not in good mood. That means, meaning, uh, mood is something different than the reality. So in spiritual life also, that spiritual mood is something different than that of the world in which we live and see. That's why it is called, it is a world of reality. A deeper world of reality. Only pure souls can raise their consciousness in that level. And see those realities and experience them. And there is the gradation among the people who can go to that bhava in different levels of bhava. So Swami Sarodananda has done a great job talking about these words, what is meant by bhava. We use these words very commonly. Bhava, we say it is called the uh, samadhi is very common word nowadays bhava, samadhi, darshan or vision or experience these are very common statements. and when Sri Ramakrishna's gospel particularly we read the gospel we find that he is moving into the samadhi now and then and sometimes he is muttering like that Sometimes he's in different realm. and not conscious about anything going on in the physical realm. We sometimes make a mistake that ba- samadhi, bhava, these are probably so easily attainable, and we have understood about that. But it is a very deep subject. So, I thought that I'll be giving one talk only. But now it inspires me <laughs> to continue it in series. Because it is really a profound subject to understand because we are spiritual seekers. First of all, we have to understand what is called spiritual mood. It is it is life-changing experience. It is a transforming experience. And in that mood of absorption, you don't remain in the world in which you were before. So, it is, some people, it has been described very well in the Great Master. You have this book, now translated by Swami Chetananda Maharaj. also, what is called the Divine Play. If you go to the chapter, where it is called Bhava, Samadhi, and Darshan, these are the chapter. There it is, he has a it is the translation only, but such a profound spiritual personality like Sarodhananda have uh, described it in details. The differences are, are, are to, to clarify our understanding what is called these beautiful terms as Bhava. So, this, there it comes. Bhava is what? What the people in general do not experience is called by us an abnormal state. When they go into that state, Sri Ramakrishna was mostly misunderstood by people because their behavior, their actions, their their movement does not tally with us. So mostly people think, particularly the psychologists will think, it is a derangement of brain. A mental disease. So, that's why it's a question Swami Sarada have has raised. It will not be an exaggeration to say, before, before the Master, Sri Ramakrishna, became all well known, the people of Calcutta, both educated and uneducated, were completely ignorant about Bhava, Samadhi, or external, extraordinary visions and experiences of the spiritual realm to the uneducated masses had a fantastic conception about this sprung from fear and sense of mystery while the modern educated community the drifting on the currents of the uh, foreign ideologies introduced by a system of education that was devoid of indigenous religious background looked upon this kind of vision ecstasy, etc. as impossible or, or as a derangement of the brain. This is, actually that's true. If we see such an intoxicated man, what we will see? We will see that he, his every movement, his every behavior is something unusual. As Sri Ramakrishna, when he is worshipping and the mood of his worship, is eating fast, He's is giving to the Lord, the mother, then he, all these formalities and to, talking to people, sometimes jumping like a monkey uh, with a, uh, in the mood of the, that mood of uh, monkey mood, or the mood of the uh, Soki means the uh, girlfriend, as Simoti with her uh, other uh, ladies who, who are friends, and they used to, be in that mood. So, if we read all these stories, really, it will be very Uh, Natural to understand that it is something wrong in that person. Because no one behaves like that. But one behaves because of the impulse of the spiritual mood. So, is there then any sign that we can understand it is really derangement of brain? Or it is a real bhava or samadhi happening? This is very important point to know, even in our life. Some of you may have some experience. Sometimes it may be a question: Is it, is it my experience, or is it my hallucination? Many people, most of us, really, uh, I'm Sri Ramakrishna I used to also doubt like that, thinking that probably uh, it is my hallucination because nobody has such uh, experience, and how can only I am having that? So it is my problem probably. So this is better to know what is this actual, if it is realization comes or one gets into the spiritual mood, what happens? Is it only uh, something unusual movement and behavior of the body and mind or it is something else? So uh, Sarodhana Swami has explained it very well. The bodily changes due to ecstasy, he says. that bodily changes due to the ecstasy belonging to the domain of spirituality appeared in their eyes to be a fainting fit or a peculiar disease. Although conditions have changed to a great extent, very few people are even now really able to understand the inner meaning of the bhava and samadhi. Again, it is necessary to have a fair knowledge of the nature of the samadhi in order to understand even to a very small extent the state of bhava mukha in which Sri Ramakrishna was always dwelling. And he continues that what the people generally do not experience is called an abnormal state. What we don't experience, if I see in somebody, we call that an abnormal behavior or abnormal state of mind. Uh, Many uh, psychological patients, uh, you can find that uh, their behavior sometimes, according to us, we say, oh, he or she is really uh, troubled in some psychological level. That's why behavior is going to, to the uh, unaccounted area with our common experience. Then, But the subtle experience of the spiritual world can never be the object of knowledge for the ordinary human mind. We cannot judge them with a spiritual personality. Such experiences require instruction, training, and constant practices. Someone is practicing spiritual discipline under the guidance of a teacher and sincerely li- leading the life of purity and God' love for God. That will bring another change in the character. That's why not only the symptoms, symptoms may be similar. As I always say, suppose we, uh, I am coming out of my sleep, nap. I will look very peaceful. And someone is coming out of a good meditation. That person's face will be also very serene and peaceful. Two things appear the same. But the result is different. One is coming of tamas, sleep. Another is coming out of what is called sattiguk, because he is thinking of the divine. And that serenity of that experience is getting manifested through his face. So, so the extraordinary visions and experiences fill the spiritual aspirant with purity and gradually make him fit for realizing eternal peace by filling him every day with new vigor and ideas that is the transformational thing. It is subjectively that person will feel the purity and more attraction. Love for God more and more. And it's not that oh I have meditated half an hour I'm tired now. It, it is for us It may be at the beginning stage but when love when one is getting into the spiritual practice and becoming deepening and deepening then that will be the first point will be purity of the heart. Purity of the heart means a simple example. What is the purity of the heart? It's a very difficult term, uh, complicated to understand, but it is simple. The uh, bee sits on the, sucks the honey, and the fly sits also on the honey, as also on filthy things. So purity of the mind means if we think God is the honey, the sweetness the love the joy the blessings god the mind will will become like a bee mind you will be running even there are other things maybe available but the bee will only sit to suck the honey so that type of mentality will grow gradually that means we will fall in love with god and that love grows we become more and more pure impure so long i dwell on the unsubstantial, meaningless, apparent, elusive, or apparent uh, encouraging things, accepting our duties, what is to be done, when we get involved into it much, too much. Rather, mind will say, no, 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 I got little moment, let me go quietly in my own serene chamber of my heart. Ah, So that type of Spirit will grow, that's the purity, and gradually make Him fit. That is the ground, which will, according to Swami Sarodhananda, for realizing eternal peace, by filling Him every day with new vigor and ideas. uh, it, It is called that inspiration will come more and more and more to dive deep. Is it then reasonable to call these visions experiences abnormal? Even one has to admit the fact that all abnormalities without exception make men weak. That's the point. All abnormalities which make the person weak and bring about a deterioration in their intellectual ability and their powers. As the effect of the various experiences of the spiritual world is quite the opposite of deterioration, it must be admitted that the cause of all these is also opposite and therefore these cannot be called the disease or derangement of the brain. That means giving a concrete idea are we getting hallucination or are we getting real little glimpse of the truth? It will give us strength, inner strength. It will bring purity in the heart. It will give us inspiration to move more and more into the higher realms of reality, that is God. So that should be internal feeling. So, though if externally, behavior may be different because that person who is intoxicated in God cannot keep the balance of this world and that world. You know, the story is there. Mathur Mathur Babu, who was the landlord of Dakshinesha temple and used to love Ramakrishna to the highest degree, and then he said that uh, he saw ramakrishna and being in close contact with ramakrishna he he thought that if i get a little bhava that will be good so he there is a beautiful story he started pestering sri ramakrishna baba my father you will have to give me little taste of that bhava i want that bhava ramakrishna said it is not good for you you are a landlord you have to take care of the money and wealth and property. And if you get into bhavo, then you will, not, you will lose balance. You cannot do all these things anymore. But, you know, Mothur said insistently, No, uh, you will have to give me. I will not uh, leave you with, uh, without that. Then Sri Ramakrishna said, didn't say anything. He said, Okay, mother wants, it will happen. Okay, but within two or three days, Motu got into the mood of bhava and continuously his eyes are filled with tears, rolling down the tears. His eyes eyes are red and he cannot do any other activities. His mind is totally intoxicated somewhere inward. And one day, two days and the third day Sri Ramakrishna visited him and seeing his condition, he fell at the feet of Sri Ramakrishna and said, Father, Please, please help me. <laughs> Your bhava is good with you. Your bhava has destroyed me, everything. I cannot keep my mind, even if I am trying to keep the mind in, in the worldly affairs, means I have to, have to maintain, I have to sign this, and it's a um, land, property, everything is there. So please, you please take, uh, take care of it. I cannot hold it anymore. Then Ramakrishna said, I told you at the very beginning, (laughs) but why did you not listen uh, listen to me? He said, did I know that that will make me so intoxicated that I will totally have no control over my mind and over my activities? That is the intensity of the bhava. We get a little glimpse. This story also tells us that we need to prepare ourselves. That's also another point. This bhava... To understand this Bhava even, we need to be a sincere, deep, spiritual seeker. And otherwise, it will be only trying to understand through our intellect. Of course, there is no other way but to start with that. But its journey should be deeper so that we understand it more intimately by following the spiritual disciplines and loving God deeply and deeper and deeper. Now, the point again, it is by samadhi alone that one attains spirituality and eternal peace. Uh, So this is the point, that if bhava and samadhi or spiritual practices lead to one into the deeper absorption, then it will be that, that the rishis, as like rishis, he will become full of bliss. And that practice, spiritually, they should be taking them to more and more eternal peace in their heart. So it is uh, Vivekananda often said that these visions, experiences, etc. indicate how far the aspirant had gone forward towards the goal. He called them the milestones on the way to progress. So these are very important. Yes, these are milestones. If we have some experiences, eh, that's good. That m- does not indicate that we have reached the end, but it is a glimpse to the truth, and as if we are moving, it is a milestone. That's a beautiful word Swamiji has utilized, Swamiji Vivekananda, that it is milestones in their progress to spirituality. Therefore, let not the reader think that when there is a little intensity of particular spiritual mood, or when one experiences the vision, of the forms of one or two deities there through meditation, spiritual realization has reached its culmination. That's also another point. Someone can have a mystic vision. It It is good, as some Swami Vivekananda said, it is a milestone. But never mind that you have reached the culmination. As in the song, so Sri Ramakrishna used to sing that song and uh, they uh, dive deep into the fathomless uh, ocean if you don't get a pearls and gems in one stroke don't think that the bottom of the ocean is bereft of gems and pearls so the point is that one deep if it gives joy spiritual journey should be continued it is endless because god is infinite and god's joy is infinite so now also another question comes is the vision and experience is everything suppose some people mentally their mental makeup is such they not they don't have any mystic visions what will happen? What is the sign of that development? See, this is this is the way we should understand spiritual life. Visions and experiences depending on the state of mind. Emotional mind or devotional mind have more of that type of thing. But there may be some people who have very little visions or experiences. Even, you know, one of the direct disi- uh, disciples of Swami Vivekananda, who is called Swami Vivekananda's disciples, I forgot who, he was asked, have you seen uh, any visions and experiences? He said, oh, I would have been happy had I seen a, even a ghost in my life. That means he says that I have not seen any such visions and experiences then what is the sign that we are progressing in bhava mukha or we are moving in our spiritual journey? That's also a very important point Swami Sarodhana described. Again, taking such visions to be the whole of religion, many come to the wrong conclusion that anyone who has not had such experiences is not at all spiritual. Spirituality and aimless miracle-mongering seem to them to be the same thing. But this kind of hankering after miracles does not make man spiritual. On the contrary, it makes him weaker daily in all respect. Because they always want more visions and visions and visions. Of course, as Samiji has said, these are not bad. But visions are not the ultimate. What is ultimate? Change of character. The person is becoming a loving person. The person is transforming in the consciousness of God. He loves God so much, he, he does not enjoy anymore any worldly talk, as Sri Ramakrishna used to say. So these are the signs of spiritual development where there is no indication of mystic visions. Many constitutionally may not have that, but this is the criterion of the signs of development so swami emphasizes that that which does not lead to the steadfastness and strength of character that which does not enable man to take his own stand on the rock of purity and truth in defiance of the whole world or that which entangles him more and more in various kinds of desires instead of setting him free from them is outside the realm of spirituality. This is called the pure (laughs) Vedanta. What we are talking, it is too high, though, but it is necessary to know that what is the spiritual goal. If we know the target, we may fail. It matters little. But if I know the goal is that, I will not mistake some wrong interpretation or wrong emotionalism or wrong... Understanding about having a little vision and something like that. And in Sri Ramakrishna's life we find a, enormous examples. How people went to that high ecstasy. I was reading the, uh, about one story of, um, one of a young man who came to Sri Ramakrishna. He was so pure probably. His mind was so absorbed in God. He was in, almost in the bhava mukha. Sri Ramakrishna said he is in the bhava mukha. But he said he will not be able to hold it. See, once even going into that level to hold it, he said that if a little desire comes in this point and environment allures the mind, that's why it is called in every religious leader's life we find Christ and others have uh, last temptation. We call it, it is hard, the last temptation. But they are so powerful in character that nothing can move them from their uh, experience and understanding of spiritual life. So this character building, that's why Swami Vivekananda, not mentioning this high philosophy, has said, we want that education which will be character building, man-making, character building education. Uh, That is the point. If the transformation of character is not there, whatever spirituality, there is no good for one's own self as also not good for the society or the friends and family. So here it is very strongly, Saro Swami has emphasized, if extraordinary visions have not produced such results in your life, and nevertheless you are having those visions, no. That you are still outside the realm of spirituality. And that the visions are due to a diseased brain or so are of no value. If on the other hand, instead of having wonderful visions and experiences, you find yourself acquiring strength, know for certain that you are on the right path. And that you will also have these visions and experiences at the proper time. So you are on the journey, you are moving on the goal, uh, very steadfastly moving. So this is very important, what is called the uh, spiritual life. We are getting the visions, or not the visions, uh, renunciation, faith, and force of character. And now comes the another point. Then in the realm of bhava. There are different people of different levels, competencies there. So, there, it has been explained that <coughs> these people, those who are in, absorbed in the bhava, they say that they have reached the culmination of post state. But at that point of nirbhikalpa state, there may be some people keep a little ego. And that ego is not our ego. It is called the pure ego. And that pure ego eh, to do good to the world, to remove suffering of the world, that type of little trace of pure I remains in their mind. They are called Ishwarakotis or the associates of the incarnation who come over them. And in them there is a gradation also. That's why we find in the uh, Upanishads that Brahma beats. Brahmavid Bara, Brahmavid Bariyan, Brahmavid Bharishta. It's very difficult to understand. If you say you reach the goal, you reach the goal. No. There are Brahmavid, Brahmavid Bara. That means one who has realized Brahman, another is little deeper in experience, much deeper, Bariyan, then barishta. but totally deep. So these are the different levels of. People who can enjoy this bhava, maha-bhava, this bhava, what is Vedantic bhava. Mahabhava is a term, what is called the, in the devotional school, they talk about maha-bhava, Bhava, maha-bhava. As Sri Ramakrishna said, Srimoti used to have only maha-bhava. It is not for ordinary people. That means brahmavid, brahmavid, baro, brahmavid, at that level so in the devotional language but anyhow we are, we are to just understand that this even in this experience there are different depths of understanding sri ramakrishna said that that someone has heard the roaring noise eh, ocean rambling sound of the ocean eh, has come closer those who are far away they don't listen hear the sound someone has moved to God, in such a way, comes so close, they can hear the sound. That is called Ishwarakoti. But there are another who have gone closer and touched once. And there are more, those who have taken two, three sips of water and those who have merged there. So there are differences. Sri Ramakrishna suggested that when one hears like that, It is like Narada, Sri Ramakrishna said. The sage Narada only heard the rambling sound of that infinite consciousness of joy and love. That's why he could, with a string in hand, go all over the globe uh, and spreading the message of the Lord everywhere. Also creating trouble for all others also, but and then the Sukadev. Sri Ramakrishna says, "Sukadev, he only could drink three sips." And what about Lord Shiva? Today is Lord Shiva's day. <laughs> Lord Shiva, Sri Ramakrishna said, "Shiva only, only touched the ocean for three times; he becomes Sukadev, eternal,ly free soul, Sukadev." And Shiva, Shiva only three sips. And drinking that three sips, he has become eternally dead. Like shabha. Shaba means like lying flat, totally unconscious of the outside world. So these are the different levels. So, but incarnation is something extra, beyond all this. And when they enter into this type of level of experiences, their body... Transformation, the changes their body uh, in a way, the mood which mood becomes dominant. They become their physical frame also changes accordingly. Sri Ramakrishna's life is a glaring example of all this. As if it is happening in a movie, when we find that he is uh, in the mood, deep mood, as I said, of the Hunumanji's mood, monkey mood, and. Eh? And his every behavior changed in that intoxicated mood. He became the Rama, Rama. Rama is the only soul, heart and soul. And he is just dancing. He is now eating un- unpeeled fruits. Could you believe? Whatever fruit he gets, he will not, if you give peeled fruits or cut fruits, he is not taking, he is taking uncut. And he is hanging the branches of the tree like a, uh, monkey. How come that's possible? Even it is a rare bone tail was increased to certain big, uh, certain one inches or something as he said. And, uh, that's also written in the uh, the, the great master. And, and when he was, in any mood he goes, he becomes the embodiment of that mood. And that gives expression through the physical feature. Uh, He will be behaving like that. He will be talking like that. His gesture and posture will be moving. Change. Everything will change because his whole heart is transformed. It is actually our mind creates our body. That is the Vedanta philosophy also teaches us. Uh, Anything we think seriously, that reflects in the face. Anger reflects in the face. Emotion expresses in the face. Serenity Uh, When one is in joy, that expresses in the face. So the whole transformation of the body comes. And Sri Ramakrishna was an embodiment of all these moods. That's why his uniqueness was that he was in that absolute mood. And anyone coming before him, he could just absorb in that mood and transform himself. That's why the uniqueness of Sri Ramakrishna is that Whenever anyone used to come to see Ramakrishna, he used to see that as if his or her ideal is standing behind, as standing before. If a Krishna devotee comes, he Sri Ramakrishna instantly his mind gets intoxicated in Krishna mood. That's the Bhava, Krishna Bhava. And Krishna Bhava is so deep in, because he has gone through all these moods, he transforms in unknowingly himself. And the person who comes to visit him, he finds his chosen ideal, is as if standing before. The Ramayat devotees used to come. Huh? Ultimately, he used to see Rama in Sri Ramakrishna. Because he's intoxicated in the mood of Rama. The Ramayat devotees, the inner feeling, will create that mood in him. And he will get an ex- example of the ideal before him. So, this is the, and in that mood, what type of experience he used to have? Who can describe those experiences? It is only, um, they can say what has happened. But we can see in the outside, some expression of joy, or blissfulness, or the type of uh, behavior, what that particular mood can create only. Uh, say, one story is there. Uh, he. Uh, One day, the the Divine Mother's Puja worship was going on in the home of Mathur, the landlord. And as Mathur was a Rajasrika person, so he organized so much gorgeous food, um, light, decoration, everything gorgeous going on. And Sri Ramakrishna was staying in Mathur's home that time. So Mathur's wife, Jagadamba, her name was Jagadamba. Jagadamba is to treat Ramakrishna like her son. And Ramakrishna will go into such ecstatic mood. He is like a child. So when the worship is going on, and the evening time, the evening vesper will start. And that time, everyone of the household left for the evening Vespa to see. And Jagadamba could not move because he saw Sri Ramakrishna is in such an ecstatic mood almost he has no consciousness outside he is absorbed in the mood of the Divine Mother and then what he will do she thought that what shall I do now so ultimately she said Baba will you not go to see the Mother's evening vesper his mind came down and then still the mood is so deep then Jagadamba says that she seemed like a lady, like a girl, <laughs> and she put all the all the jewelries in his body and dressed him with a silken shadi. and then, and he, Ramakrishna, in like a uh, in a deep absorbed mood, like a. Women companion of the Divine Mother went and Ramakrishna standing with the women, other women, group of women. And Sri Ramakrishna was making a pan like that. And Mathur on the other side, in those days women will be one side and men will be one side. So the men folks were standing and Mathur's eyes were around, where is Baba Gan? And then on a, from a distance he saw one lady. And said, where did this lady come from now? I never heard that any guest has come. But anyhow, he, uh, Mathur lived with Ramakrishna day and night. Huh? Even Ramakrishna used to sleep in the bed with Mathur, And he could not recognize it is Ramakrishna. Then anyhow, then uh, evening vespa was over and... Uh, Afterwards, when the everything is over, uh, see, Motu asked his wife, Jagadamba, uh, who is that lady today, <laughs> panning so beautifully before the mother's image, and it was really a charged environment, Where where is Baba again, and where is that lady come from? Well, you couldn't understand, it was our Baba, who, who was panning the mother in that way. See, the Divine Mother's mood created the total transformation of uh, his being as if he is one with like that of the women. So these moods, it is it is such, and he has gone through all the moods, Santo, Daso, Shakha, Batsala, Madura, all these different moods. So Sri Ramakrishna stands as an example of experiencing God in millions of ways and absorbing that and coming back to us as a benediction and blessings. So this is the Bhava, we are talking about Bhava or little Samadhi, but I think now we should have to continue this in our some sessions, one or two more, so that we can go to more to Sri Ramakrishna's experiences. And today is Lord Shiva. Shiva is also actually, he remains in Bhava, he remains in his Samadhi. When his Bhava comes, he comes one step down and then he dances. He does all these things. He drinks the poison. All these divine activities. When the Shiva, in the absolute mood, when he's merged into Samadhi, comes down one step, and then he plays his drama, dancing and playing, and saving the world from all types of uh, bad omens and giving a boon and benediction to the world, though it is sometimes seems to be destruction from our side. Anyhow, so this is a beautiful day. Please come in the evening also. It is uh, it is the uh, Shiva today, Shiva day. And Ramakrishna is Shiva. Shiva is Ramakrishna. That's also another story. We'll talk about that later on. Thank you.